Thanks for listening to the Velocity Church podcast. We hope that this message encourages you, inspires you, and challenges you to take your next step with Jesus. Now here's the message. If you have your Bibles, turn to Isaiah chapter 40. And I'm going to be reading verse 28. Isaiah 40, chapter 28 says, Have you not known? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, never faints nor is weary. Hallelujah. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak. And to those who have no might, he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young man shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. The title of the message here this morning is Chickens buzzards and eagles amen turn to your neighbor and say chickens buzzards and eagles heavenly father we come to you in the mighty name of jesus this morning father we thank you lord for the triune of the godhead we thank that jesus is making intercession for the saints we thank you father god for your plan and for your your mercy father we thank you for the holy spirit that's here this morning uh, it's not just a power, but it's the person. It's the part of the triune of the Godhead, and it teaches us all things, gives us remembrance of all things. I pray this morning that our my voice would be anointed to share what you've laid down in my spirit, what you want the church to hear this morning, and that the ears of the hearer would be anointed to hear your word, not just be hearers of your word, but become doers of your word, and go forward in your kingdom. And Father, we'll be careful to give you all the praise for all the fruit that's born this morning. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen, amen. How many of y'all want to be blessed? Amen. How many of you know you're already blessed? How many of you are blessed because you walked in here this morning? Huh? You had a car to drive to or however you got here, you, you came on your own will, right? How many of you know that God woke you up this morning? You know, God, listen, you didn't, it's not because you deserved it, because God's mercy and His grace, He woke you up. Amen. You're blessed that you brushed your teeth, you came on in, you put on your clothes, you walked on in. We, we forget the little things that you're in here, right here this morning. But how many of you want to be aligned with God so that you can re- receive the fullness of his blessing, that you want to position, position yourself that you can receive from God, the fullness? Why? Because not just so you can have stuff, but so you can become a blessing, you will be a blessing to others. Amen. God wants to bless you so you can be a blessing to others. Amen? How do you do that? How do we become blessed? How do we align ourselves with God that we can be blessed and bless others? Romans 12, 1 through 2. Very, very, this verse right here, if you can get this down, I'll tell you what, you need to memorize it. Get it down in your well. Understand it. This is the verse how you can come to know and be blessed. By God. He says, I beseech you. This is Paul. He says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be what? 
conform to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your what? Mind, that ye might be able to prove what's the complete and acceptable will of God. Amen. We are to renew our mind, transform our mind, not to be conformed to this world, not be shaped by not not to be shaped by the world, not to walk in formation with the world. We're not to be like the world. We're in this world, but we're not of this world. And so if you do not transform your mind, you will be conformed to this world. If you do not transform your thoughts, and that's how you're transformed is by your mind, what you think. Proverbs says it like this, whatever a man thinks in his heart, so is he. You, that's what you become. You know, back when I was a youngster, 16 years of age, I did a summer job. I used to work with an air conditioning company, a little one-horse company. And I liked what I, I was a helper, and I did that for a couple of years. And then, you know, instead of going to college, I thought, you know, I'd like to pursue this. And so uh, my parents sent me to a trade school when I was 18 years of age. And uh, a trade school learned about air conditioning. Now, with that trade school, I learned how to become an HVAC technician, an air conditioning technician. How did they do it? Did they give me a pill? Did they give me a shot? No, I read. I read, and what I read is what I became. It's the same with you. Whatever you read, whatever you put in, that's what you will become. Whatever you feed on, that's what you'll be. Did you know that? Now, we read in Isaiah 40 that those who wait upon the Lord, he will renew your strength. And you will mount up the wings like chickens. Doesn't say that, does it? But you know what? If you don't transform your mind, you'll act like a chicken. Where are you going, Pastor Arthur, with this? How many of y'all going to plan on having fried chicken for Sunday dinner? <laughs> I don't want to run your appetite, but let me tell you about chickens, okay? You ever look, have you ever watched chickens? They're strange animals, aren't they? They have wings, but they can't fly. I mean, have you ever seen one when you, when you run them up? they just like about this half the ground, all right? And it is just like thrashing. It's so loud. It's not elegant, right? You don't see on the Discovery Channel, they show a chicken flying to the roost, does it? It's not, it's, it's not a beautiful thing. It's, it's loud. It's ugly. And the reason they can't fly is because they're so fat. And have you ever looked at the perspective of a chicken? You ever watch them? They do this stuff. You know what I'm talking about? They cock their heads all the time. You know, and, and all they can see is from... You know, the chicken's height to the ground, that's their perspective, right? They just kind of just cock that head and look, and they eat everything, and that is why they are so fat. Now, I don't want to run your chicken dinner, but when I mean they eat everything, I mean they eat everything. My father told me when I was young, they used to raise chickens, and he used to raise them in different levels. And he said you had the chickens in the different cages, all right? This is back in the 1940s, okay, guys? It's so all you animal activists, okay, don't get on. But he told me that the chickens on the bottom got fatter than the chickens on the top. Why? Because they eat their feces. They eat their feces. What they, should, what they extract, they eat. Now, I can tell you this morning that the world is like a bunch of chickens. 
Because unforgiveness, listen, to forgive, the biblical definition for to forgive is to exhale, release, let go. What they should be releasing, they're keeping, they're taking, they're feeding on it. That's what unforgiveness will do to you. Amen. What you should be letting go, what you should be releasing, you're feeding on it. How many of you have been around bitter people? Moody people. You know what I'm talking about? Murdering to be around sometimes, right? They're, they're offended, easily offended. And, you know, they're, they're, they're jealous and envious and malice. And we're not to do that. And you will pick up on that in the world if you do not transform your mind with the renewing the Word of God. You'll conform yourself to the mentality of a chicken, not an eagle. Amen? What do eagles do? They fly. They're not running around, you know. And, and you think about chickens, they hang out together. Eagles usually by themselves, flying in that current. They look down and they see what they want. Fresh kill, they go get it. You watch them grab those fish right out of the lake. That's why God likens us as Christians to be an eagle. But some folks in this world are like chickens. They just eat everything. And realize they don't run to a chicken eating their feces. They think it's good. And sometimes, folks, we hold on to unforgiveness and we just love drama. Have you ever seen that on Facebook with someone? It's like they all congregate together. Birds of a feather flock together, don't they? Then, you know, it didn't say this those that wait upon the Lord will be like buzzards. What do buzzards do? Eat dead things. Nothing alive. They don't go kill and, and they, they don't eat anything fresh. They eat what's on, what's dead. You know, folks are like that. Huh? Do you know Proverbs that says this? Proverbs 18 21 says, Death and life are in your mouth. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those that love it shall eat of its fruit. People, back when I first started church, this is back 17 years ago, I had a lot of church folks that were buzzards and chickens. Oh, it was a struggle for me when it first began. you remember that? I mean, they were just, I didn't know what to call it. I just knew they were fleshy. I thought for the longest time that church folks just showed up for the two Fs, food and a fight. I mean, they were always upset. They were fleshy. And we got to watch out, folks, and not think that, you know, because we're eagles, right? The Bible says we're to mount up with wings like eagles. Why are we hanging out with the chickens? If we're eagles, why are we hanging out with buzzards? Why are we running into dead things? Why are we going, you know, gossip? Is, oh, oh, I like that. We always cover it with concern. Oh, I'm concerned about so-and-so. You know, you just love gossiping. That's a buzzard's mentality, amen? Looking for a ministry. Some folks have a ministry of death. And you know that they can find, buzzards congregate together. They can find one another. When something's dead, they all gather together. I remember back years ago, man, in church, and I'm preaching a message. And I mean, it is, I, I feel like it's anointed from God, and God's speaking. 
And I'm talking about God's a healer, God's a provider, God's... And right after church, these two ladies found each other in the church, and I listened to the conversation. They're like just talking about how horrible their life is and how, you know, they're not going to make it and showing what they're going to die from. And I looked this up on, you know, you know, Google, and this is the symptoms I had, and this is what I'm going to die from. And I'm like, did y'all not listen to the message? How did you, and I'm thinking, how did you, you're across this side of the church you never met before, and there's another one on this side, and after church is over, they both found each other. Misery loves company. There's some truth to that. Amen. What do we need to do? Do not be conformed to this world, but be you transformed. See, some of us today, people can bring out the chicken in us. Huh? It's who you hang around. You're an eagle and you're hanging around with the chickens. You bring yourself down. You fly yourself down to go hang out with them. Or buzzards. People just speaking death and negativity and just all kinds of things contrary to the Word of God. Don't do that. You want to be blessed? Do not be conformed to this world, but be you transformed. Well, how are you going to do it? With your mind. Is God going to bulldoze you over and say, do this? He's telling you to do it, but he's not going to make you do it. He's not going to force you to do it. See, when you got born again, you got saved, you got a brand new spirit. You're born again in your spirit. But you didn't get a new mind and you didn't get a new body. You're a three-part person, spirit, soul, and body. You have a body, but you're not a body. You have a soul, you're not a soul. You really are a spirit that lives, and, and you have a soul, your mind, your will, your emotions, your thinking. But that didn't get saved. You're still going to heaven. Because your spirit's brand new, born again. You're still going to heaven because of your spirit. You're born again in Christ Jesus. But we can be a carnal Christian if we do not transform our mind. Amen. Let's turn over to Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. This is Apostle Paul talking to the church at Corinth. How many of you know they were gifted? They were a gifted bunch. They were so gifted, he had to call, tell them, call them to order. They were all using their gifts, and God blesses with gifts, but they weren't doing it in order. But even though they were, they were gifted, they were carnal. They were fleshy. He says, I, brethren, look at verse, this Paul. I, brethren, who's he talking to? The Corinthians, he says, I, brethren, cannot speak to you as spiritual people, but as carnal as babes in Christ. I fed you with milk and not with solid food. For until now you're not able to receive it, and even now you're not still not able. He said, I want to feed you, but you're still acting like a chicken. <laughs> I want to feed you, but you're still acting like a buzzard. I'm, I'm having to feed you like a baby. The milk of the word. I can't speak to you as spiritual people. He said, I don't have to speak to you. You're, you're carnal. And why are they carnal? Here's the reason. For where there are what? Envy, strife, divisions among you. Are you not carnal and behaving like mere men? See, some of us, we think, you know, 
if we're offended, if we worry, we, we, just, we just enjoy what the chicken's been eating, what the buzzard's been eating, and we don't know that we could call to a higher. Amen? I know this seems funny, a funny analogy, but it does make sense. We got to watch our vocabulary. We got to watch who we hang out. We got to watch who we feed with. He's talking about how you're all fed, all right? How chickens are fed, how buzzards are fed, how eagles are fed. How are you fed? Well, we need to transform and be, not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That way you can prove God's will. Amen? Let's look at the book of Psalms, chapter 1. Blessed is the man what's blessed. Empowered to succeed. How many of you want to be empowered to succeed? You know what the curse is? Empowered to fail. But praise God, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. It became a curse for us. For cursed is the man who hangs on the tree that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles. Us. Amen. The blessed man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. The, the blessed man doesn't take counsel from the world. The blessed man doesn't get his guidance from the world. They, they go to the wicked. Why do we do that? Why do we run to the world? Why do we listen to the world? Why do we, we take notes from the world like they're going to speak wisdom to us? When we have God's Word right here, the Word of God, that is supernatural wisdom. Why are we going to run to natural wisdom? we got supernatural wisdom right here. What does a blessed man do? He doesn't cancel with the world. He doesn't walk in the counsel of the ungodly. He doesn't stand in the path of sinners. He doesn't learn the ways of sinners. Proverbs says, beware hanging around an angry man unless you learn his ways. Who are you hanging around with? Who you who you're with? What's feeding you? The blessed man doesn't, he's not fed by this. And he doesn't seat, he doesn't congregate, he doesn't come over and stand, he doesn't come over and sit down with sinners. You know, it says, do not be unequally yoked. That's not just talking about marriage. Folks, you got seven days in a week, 168 hours in that week. 56 of them, you probably sleep. 40 of them, you go work with a secular world at a job. You go shopping. You watch TV. You're on the Internet. You spend an hour and a half on a Sunday morning hearing the Word of God preached, trying to come against all that. When Jesus was in the garden and his disciples fell asleep, he says, can you not just give me an hour? Can I challenge you to hear something here this morning? <laughs> Don't make this the time that you fill up your tank. Don't make Sunday morning the time I'm going to fill up my spiritual tank. Fill it up during the week. If you give yourself an hour every day, I challenge you to give yourself an hour in the Word of God. And I'm not saying just read chapters after chapters. I'm talking about meditate on it. Chew on a verse. Chew on one or two verses and let it become you. 
Read the Word of God and let the Word of God get in you. It will change your life radically. You will quit hanging with chickens. You will quit hanging with the buzzards. You'll start seeing from an eagle's eye perspective. You'll start seeing from God's perspective. Amen. You won't let you won't let things drag you down. You'll be just you know like on the spiritual runway. You'll just just come up there and just float like an eagle. But right now we got people that are just trying to run down the spiritual runway on Sunday mornings and they're dragging everything that they carried through the week that influenced them through the week and they're like they can't get off the ground. They're like the chicken, right? Ah, just thrashing. Seek God. Look unto God. Seek Him. Don't take the counsel. Don't go to the news all the time and see, you know, that stuff feeds you. What are you feeding on? Feed on the Word of God. The blessed man, three don'ts. He doesn't walk with the counsel of the ungodly. He doesn't stand with sinners. He doesn't congregate or sit with the scornful. But his delight, what makes him happy, his delight is in the law of the Lord, the Word of God. Amen. Those that wait upon the Lord, those who expectancy comes from God, those who put their hope in God, those that look to God, He will renew your strength. So you don't want to come in here on Sunday morning dragging in. You want to have a full tank so you can splash it on somebody else. Amen. How many of y'all drive y'all's cars between a quarter and an empty? I don't like to ride with people that drive their cars between a quarter and empty. They're always praying, like, get me to the gas station. Get me get to the gas station. But we got folks that come to church, their spiritual tanks are between a quarter and an empty. And they come in here and say, all right, Pastor Arthur, give me a life-changing message today and fill up my spiritual tank. Filled up her spiritual tank last night. For an hour just praising God. And you get your five eyes on nothing but God and you hear that God is good and the goodness of God see all week long you hear everything else saying he's not good you know you just listen to the chickens you just flock with the buzzards and if you don't transform your mind and get in this word that's what you're going to be and, and God can't bless you like that he's, Paul says I can't, I can't speak to you spiritual people I can't bless you as spiritual people because you're carnal now you can be, you can go to heaven if your spirit's brand new, but boy, you'll live not a victorious life here on earth because you're carnal, you're fleshy. You got to get rid of these things. But his delight is the law of the Lord, and in his law, how much does he love it? How much does he love the law of the Lord? How much does he love this word? He meditates day and night. That's how much he loves it, day and night. See, if you don't have a love for God's word. You need to pray, God, give me an understanding of your word. You got the kingdom of God inside of you. Did you know that when you got born again? Why are you going to let the world dictate to you? Oh, I worry about the economy. I worry about gas prices. You live in a different economy. Amen. It's called the kingdom economy. Kingdom of God. It dwells in you. His delight... And he meditates day and night. And he shall be like a what? Not a little old seed blowing in the wind. 
Not a little old tumbleweed, you know what I'm talking about? Every time a wind blows, a little adversity. See, when you're blessed, you're still going to have some adversity. You're not immune from adversity. But the wonderful thing about it is you're still blessed. Joseph was in a pit. Joseph was in prison. But Joseph was blessed because the Lord was there with him. See, some folks think they're only blessed when they don't have problems going on. No, you're blessed while you're going problems, problems going on. Because it's not going to overtake you. Amen? He shall be like a tree, rooted a tree. You think about that? Oak tree, rooted and planted, not moving. Winds do blow. Adversity winds do blow, but it's not going to fall over. Amen? Then glad you didn't say you're, and you will be like a mushroom. Be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. How many of you know this is living water? Huh? This is what you, you, you thirsty? You thirst for righteousness? There's a well of water right here. God can give you a drink where you never thirst again. Amen. This is the fountain that you can drink from and you'll never thirst again. Hallelujah. Quit running to the world and start looking to God. Amen. That brings forth its fruit in its, yeah, fruit in its season. See, some folks get offended with this because they, they think they should be bearing fruit all the time. Do trees bear fruit all the time? No, there's a winter time where you time it, sap goes down, time for the tree to chill. Same thing with you. You got to have a season where you're reflecting, you're resting, you're chilling. It doesn't mean that you're being destroyed, but there will be a time that you will bear fruit. There is a due season when you'll bear fruit. See, some folks are offended with God right now because they prayed for fruit and they hadn't received it. And they think God's holding back on them. He's not holding back on you. Some folks think, well, you know, I prayed about it and God, why is it not happening? Have you ever heard this? It says, God's delays doesn't necessarily mean denial. Because it's delayed doesn't mean it's denial. That's not a true statement. You know why? Because God is never late. God's eternal, so he cannot be late. There's a season. There's a purpose for everything under the earth. There's a season. There's a season coming for you bearing fruit. It's on its way. It brings forth fruits in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither. You might not be bearing fruit, but praise God, you still got leaves. God sustains you. You're sitting here saying, I'm not getting all the blessings I want right now. I'm not bearing fruit like I want right now. But you got green leaves. You're still here. God sustaining you. Your sustenance comes from God. Amen. And here's something big right here. And whatever he does shall, whatever he does shall prosper. Whatever 
Turn to your neighbor and say, whatever. He does. Shall prosper. And a lot of you are like, "Woo! Praise God. I meditate on the Word of God day and night. I love God's Word. I'm not going to run around with chickens. I'm going to run around with buzzards. I'm going to have in due season. And whatever I do, he's going to prosper. Can I tell you something here, something else, though? God can only bless what you do. God's not going to bless what you don't do. God says, I'll bless it if you give me something, if you do something. Have you ever heard people say, I'm, on, I'm just waiting on the Lord? Like it's checkers. Your turn, God. You can't be begging God. You can't be praying to God saying, God, bless what you won't do. It's action. Do not be deceived. Don't be just hearers of the word, but be ye, here's King James, doers of the word. See, right now you can hear this word go out, have a mental assent, and agree with it, and not be a doer. Walk out, oh, wonderful message, Pastor Arthur. Walk out there, go find a chicken. I've seen it happen. Do the word. Do the word. Work the word. Do the word. He'll bless it. Amen. You've been believing. I mean, you don't have to raise your hand, but believe in God for something. You've been waiting for a due season. Galatians 6 9 says, Don't grow weary doing good. For in due season, you'll reap if you don't faint. If you don't throw in the towel. If you don't quit. Right? See, there's, there's a season. There's a season coming. There's a dimension around it. There's a due season. There's a, there's a time. And God's not late with the season. See, he's not in our timetable. God's eternal. God's not in time. He's eternal. And we're waiting. We're thinking God's late. We're like Martha saying, Lord, if you'd been here, my brother wouldn't have died. Lazarus wouldn't have died. Lord, if you'd been here, my business wouldn't have died. Lord, if you'd been here, my marriage wouldn't have died. God's not late. There's a due season. If you don't throw in the towel, if you keep on pressing in, amen? If you don't grow weary, if you are weary, wait on the Lord, and He will renew your strength. How do you do that? Go to the Word of God. Let Him transform your mind. Let Him get that stinking thinking off of you. Start learning His thoughts, His ways. Amen? Start confessing. Don't speak negative things. Say, you know what, you're pressing on. Tomorrow we run faster. Amen? We reach our arms farther. And then one fine morning, 
We beat out against waves. Not born ceaselessly into the past, as Fitzgerald said in The Great Gatsby. Not into the past, but what the Apostle Paul said in Philippians. This one thing that I do, forgetting those things that are behind me and pressing forward. We beat on, amen? We press forward to the high price, the high calling that God has for us in our life. There is a due season. We reach farther, amen? And then one fine morning, joy comes in the morning. Amen? Hallelujah. Give the Lord a hand here this morning. Amen? So all I'm wrapping it up is what are you feeding on? Because whatever you feed on is what you're going to become. And that's it. who you hang out with, that's what you're going to become. Whatever your environment is, that's what you'll become. And you got to do more than just, okay, two months out of Sunday is good for me, right? No. He meditates day and night. Because you need that because of that world and how you're being influenced. Think of all the hours that you spend with the secular world. And then God's got to come all against that with his thoughts. Amen. Let's all stand up. We'll be, we'll be dismissed. This help anybody here this morning? Maybe you're here this morning, and you've been carnal. That means outwardly you know how to be churchy. But inwardly, you're not transformed. God wants to transform you. No one looking around, but if you just raise your hand, I want I want to pray over you. Say, Pastor Arthur, would you pray? Remember me in your prayer. I want to I want to go forward to the kingdom of God. I want to shake some of this stuff off. All right, I'm gonna be like the. <laughs> you ever seen a dog get down in the water? He comes down, and he just shakes it all off. I want to shake that world off of me. I want to shake wrongful thinking on me. I want I want this day, this day, I want to start walking in the fullness of God. I want to know God's will for my plan in my life. I want my mind to start transforming. I want, I want a metamorphosis to take place. You raise your hands. Yes, yes, I see your hands. Father, those are they raise their hands this morning, Father God. I pray that their eyes and their understanding would be enlightened and that you would strengthen their inward man to cast down any kind of flesh that might come their way, that they would no longer be governed by the flesh, but be governed by their spirit. That they will walk in the spirit and they will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. I thank you, Father God, that you give them power. Dynamous power. Dynamite power. Right now, in the mighty name of Jesus, Father God, that it was just anointed would hit them. They would come out of here different, walking out different, with a mind that's mindful, a full mind. Their soul thinking about you. I want to challenge the church. Carve out some time. Make it a priority. Not leftover time. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Make him your priority. And all these things will be added unto you. Thanks for listening today. To stay connected, visit us online at velocityburnham.org and follow us on Instagram. 
And if you're ever in the Burnham area, we'd love to have you visit us on a weekend. Thanks again, and we hope to see you soon.